Welcome everyone to another episode of More Marketing Ideas with me, Fred Gillen, your host, where you will learn from industry experts based on their life's experiences and business processes. So let's get on with the show. Welcome everyone. So today's guest is a super confident coach and her name is Martin Box. Now, Martha um, is an industry-recognized confidence business coach with a global presence, an international entrepreneur and founder of Super Confidence Coaching, specializing in empowering businesswomen to reach their full potential through confidence and achieving a balance between business, life, and relationship. She is recognized in the top 1% of all women's confidence, mindset, and business coaches in Australia. She's an international motivational speaker and author of four books and one co-author published book and a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, better known as NLP. So, Martha, with that introduction, um, I'd just like to welcome you to the show and hopefully, you know, we're going to have a great conversation. I love your energy because we've been lots of uh, Zoom rooms together in other networking meetings and, uh, you know, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. So, would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Excellent. Hi, everyone. So lovely to meet you all here today. Being an Asian girl, normally our parents will tell us that you must be a lawyer, an accountant, or, 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 or in the health profession. So I'm very grateful that since the age of 13, that I go to school five days, but then I find myself a part-time job at selling pictures in the Paddy's Market. If anyone is in Australia, you will know the famous Paddy's Market back in Western. That's how my uh, business journey started, working on a weekend managing uh, two of the stores uh, that sells pictures. And that have taught me to be responsible, having leadership, wanting different staff. And from a very young age, it helped me to understand how a business run and customer service as well. And with that experience, I was able to go into another job when I was in Hong Kong. I went uh, after high school, I took um, a three months holiday. And that's when I actually was in Hong Kong and I met my first husband and <laughs> I stayed there. So I uh, end up doing marketing and sales in Hong Kong. And I'm so grateful that since the age of 21, I was already having this beautiful title of being a supervisor in marketing. So that helped me a lot in understanding the corporate world. Then SARS had hit Hong Kong. I moved back into Australia and that's uh, and then I went into Optus, just like Fred was telling me before he was working for Optus. I was becoming one of their buyer in their service. But one day when I was walking to work, my knees started to shake. I started to have this anxiety that is hitting me that I feel like that, oh my God, I can't breathe, I can't eat. And my legs was just so weak. So that's when I realized that I actually need some help because of all the stress in working in a fast place environment, such as Hong Kong, um, we were working like ridiculously hours, like 9 a.m. in the morning till 11 uh, p.m. at night. So all that long working hours, I took that mindset all the way back into Australia when I was working for Optus. I was working really, really hard without knowing that I wasn't doing very well for my mental health. And once all of that was done, uh, then I realized that something was wrong with me. 
I went and see my doctor and he actually suggested that I should go and look for a part-time job instead. So guess what? I went in to do a, becoming a receptionist for a health clinic. And as we know, it's very boring job. So I know exactly what time the born and beautiful is on, what time the, uh, the, the news is on. And it was very boring. And I asked myself, I was only 26. What am I going to do with my life? Am I really going to sit here and look at born and beautiful forever? So I thought, you know what? My sister and Lois is going to open a hairdressing salon. Maybe I'll go and learn makeup and see how I go with it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. So very, very grateful that even from a young age, I was very good at art. I wasn't good at it as a painter, but I'm very good as a sculpture or anything to do with colors and art. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn and go on to this makeup artist journey. And within the first year, I won the first prize as a makeup competition. So I'm like, mm, look like that. I got a bit of talent in this. And that's how my own business started, which is called D Makeup Station, something that I'm very proud of. Within three years, my business was uh, named the top 10 in New South Wales. And then within five years, I became a top 10 hair makeup artist in Australia, recognized by the Australian Bridal Industry Award. So that was my business for about 17 years. Wow. So proud of it. I have a team. I have a makeup school. I have uh, two other branch out business, which is wedding gown, uh, deco uh, wedding decoration and wedding planning company. Because I love the wedding industry so much. I decided to expand in that. Who knows? COVID. This pandemic have completely changed our life. Everything that I do before was face to face. It was really difficult when the pandemic hit that everything stopped. You cannot do any face-to-face -face for almost two years. So what did what happened to me? Lost most of my business. And I was stuck in the mindset that I really don't know what to do. So thanks to my current partner that he encouraged me to go onto the online space. And because of my very colorful background, he said, you are such an inspiration for other women. Why not share your story and help others to become thriving in their business as well? It doesn't matter if you have past trauma from being bullied, being uh, in abusive marriage or being sexually molested. It does not matter because you are the inspiration that you can do. You have proven to yourself and others that doesn't matter where you come from, you have this uh, power to be successful. So he suggested me to open my <laughs> current company, Super Confident Coaching. And that's how I become the online Super Confident Coach for other women. Wow, what a journey. That, 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 that's simply amazing. Like there's a lot of stuff we could pick out of that to have a chat about, <laughs> you know, and uh, like the, just getting to that award level is mm. enormous, you know, and and like the, the feeling you must have got out of that, like the, the lift that you would, would have received by getting to that level and knowing that you, not only do you think you're that good, but suddenly your peers have actually expressed that, yes, you are that good, you know, and that takes you on that journey. What, what an amazing journey. That's a, it's amazing. So with your business that, um, are, are they, any of them running now or have they all closed down in your own? I still got uh, the D makeup station going. I still have, I still do some of the private lesson with my makeup uh, academy, but I, ever since that I become an online coach and helping other people to thrive, I realized one thing, 
For 17 years, I make people feel good on the outside. But now I have to choose becoming an NLP master. And also with everything that I have learned in my life coaching journey, I feel like that I can make people feel amazing from the inside so they shine on the outside. And that's just one of the best reward I ever got in my life. Given my past of being someone who has been in silence for over 30 years, I, I was given every excuse to turn dark, but I didn't. I hold on to one thing that I do not want anyone else to experience what I've been through. So it is because of that that will make me the person I am today. And being able to share that now with other people I'm ready to hand up my boots on my makeup one and completely focus on doing online coaching because I just love how much and how many people I can help. And like I mentioned this earlier, but like we've been in lots of Zoom rooms together and Mm. and other networking meetings and that's how we, you know, aligned on here. Um, But one of the things that got me was like your energy and, and you said before about the feeling on the outside, but your feeling on the inside certainly comes through. I mean, that even on this call now, like the mm-hmm. energy you're, prog- pro- pro- you're projecting is huge, you know, and, and that, that comes through. So that obviously helps with your coaching. So is that one of the things that you talk about as well with your clients? Yes, um, because as a career woman, I was one of them. Like I mentioned before, someone in silence. What do I mean by that is, that on the outside would pretend that everything is okay. I'm on stage talking to hundreds of makeup artists, telling them how they can expand their business. People do not know behind that shiny mask, that confident, positive person. On the inside, I was suffering from a 19 years abusive marriage that I was too scared, too proud, too embarrassed to even ask for help. And I can understand that as a professional and a career woman, we don't want other people to know what's going on behind the curtain. We, what happens if they know they will judge us, they will reject us, we will not be able to be that successful again, ever. That was the feeling that was pulling me back. That was the limiting belief that he blocked me from asking for help. So I suffer in silence for 30 years. So with us now being able to share that story, to let other professional career women know that they don't need to suffer. Whatever trauma they have behind, it is okay to look through it and overcome it. A trauma is like a scar. It will always be there. But our view of looking at that scar, once it has changed, it will only benefit us and it will not hold us anymore. And, yeah, and I can understand it. And I mean, like I obviously with my age, I've been through many decades and seen how mm-hmm. things have changed. And like when I grew up, like the women were just, you know, they, they were the, the, the housewife and they looked after the kids and they did. And a lot didn't work at the time. Yes, there were professional mm-hmm. women as well, but the majority of women were housewives looked after the family. Yes. And things have changed over the years. And one of the other things I've noticed, particularly more recently, is that now people are actually coming out and talking about exactly what you're talking about right? mm. and people are accepting of it now not, mm. not accepting that it should happen but accepting yep. that it's okay to talk about it which is yes. a big eye-opener you know like yes. uh, if people it's like the are you okay day um mm. when i look at that and i say um why do you only ask somebody if they're only if they're okay on one day a year yeah you know like it's a great it's a great um effort and you know a great opportunity for people but if you think somebody 
is not okay and they say yeah i'm okay they're probably not you know mm. and you need to just be a friend talk to them and get get them to express it because when it comes out um like i i'm fortunate i've got a good family you know a, we're empty nesters and been married for 43 years so it's been you know a good Aww. good session um so so that's been ideal but I think it's now it's good that people are actually starting to come out of the shell and express it and, and get out of those abusive relationships, you know? Exactly. It is so tough that when you are a businesswoman like myself, that you're so successful on the outside, you find it really hard to share that vulnerability. It was unthink of that I could share that side of me out. I was so scared that everyone will see me as a loser instead of someone that who are, are brave and confident to start asking for help. Because I, from the culture that we have or from our society that who have given, if we show any kind of vulnerability and weakness, it was treated as a failure. It was treated as a loser. And I'm so excited to hear that now the society have changed, knowing that like even the Me Too in um, the uh, yep. revolution that we're yep. doing, being able to share that vulnerability actually collects strength together so you don't have to suffer alone. You can actually have the support from others to become the version of you that you want. And I think that's the journey that I want to share with other professional women that they don't need to go for a trauma like what I do. I wish that no one ever been to what I've been through. But it's so important to know, hey, if you need some help, there is way for you to go and be better because your ambition, your drive is to be rewarded, not to be shamed. Yeah, no, 100%. So just changing the topic a little bit. Um, so when you said like you had the bricks and mortar business and the face-to-face -face businesses and the multiples of them, mm. and, you know, and then suddenly COVID hit and everything like a bit like me, I had all my uh, marketing, like two years ago, I didn't do any of this, right? Yeah. I wasn't online. I wasn't promoting myself because everything was face-to-face -face referral business. And yeah. with COVID, I'd, um, I'd concentrated on the hospitality arena. Yeah. Uh, so you can imagine what happened there. So similar to you. Yeah. So then I went online. So what challenges did you find when you took your businesses online? Technology was the biggest challenge. And luckily, I was already using a little bit of social media. I don't use a lot. But because of my makeup job, I have to use a tiny little bit of social media. But I didn't understand what button is what button. Zoom didn't even understand how to click the button uh, before June when everything happened, the, the, the first lockdown happened. So technology was one of the biggest challenge for a lot of um, people, I, I'm saying that, who wants to go into the online space, but they are really scared of doing it. When people used to tell me about funnels, I'm like, what tunnel? What tunnel are you guys are talking about? I don't understand what that tunnel is. And it took me about six months to understand it. But believe me, even for someone who is such a technology tummy, dummy, <laughs> I'm not kidding, such a dummy. And now I can learn to build up my own website and my own funnel. So there is ways and people who can help you to achieve the goal that you want. All you have to do is to be humble and to actually learn about it. It's not a personal attack. A lot of us who have that such a successful past, anytime that we learn something new, it's like, oh, a personal attack that I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm not worthy enough to learn it. Take that ego, ego sigh away. 
learn it with humbleness and say, hey, I don't know this. Wonderful. It's another opportunity for me to learn. Wonderful. It's another thing that I can add to my toolbox. It is because I have that attitude. So many people have come and helped me on the way to say, hey, you don't know this. It's okay. Let me allow me to show you what it is. And when you accept that uh, constructive criticism back in, that's when you will grow. Because we only know what we know. We don't know what we don't know. And it's so true. And, you know, because like I've been in, in the, um, the online meetings now, you get all the questions and it's like, there's never a silly question, mm. you know, and, that, and that's one of the things it's a bit, uh, I shouldn't use the analogy, but it's a bit like, you know, what we were talking about earlier and people just don't want to come out and ask the silly question, you know, it's mm. um, because they think they might feel dumb, but somebody has asked that question in the past. Yes. So, you unless, know, unless you ask it, you're not going to get the answer. So, you know, uh, and whether you ask it in a chat so somebody doesn't actually see your face, then that's fine, you know, or yeah. if you come on a Zoom call and ask the question. Um, you mentioned before you're probably going to close the um, the, the makeup station down uh, and or, but, but oh, let me let me change that. I'll, I'll change my question. When you say you're going to close it down, would you sell the business or would you just close it down or have you set it up? so that you can actually sell the business? I actually set up the business to be sold uh, if I want to, the branding, um, even for uh, the decoration business that I had before, I was able to actually sell the brand. And when I was selling off my clothing business, I was able to sell the brand as well. That's why that I have the makeup station onto the, the platform, even that a lot of people know me as Martha Mock by my name, not so much my business name. That is um, how I set the business up because one day if I decided to sell it, that brand can still go on. And plus, because I have about 20 freelancers under the brand name, I could either pull myself out and let them actually continue to run the business so I still get my commission and uh, keep it that way. So it just means that I work less on the makeup side so I can concentrate on the other side because Wedding industry and makeup is something that I'm very passionate about. Otherwise, you won't be doing it for 17 years. I really, really enjoy making women feel amazing about themselves. And since I got the craft to do it, I will continue to do it, but maybe a lot less than what I used to be. Yeah, no, it's, a, it, a, a, like it's amazing that you actually did that. So you've obviously listened to some good mentors and, and coaches mm. because it's one of the things that I find when I talk to businesses that um, – they, they don't think about the exit strategy in the business. They just think about their current monetary strategy. So what they're earning today, and if they'll earn enough this year or whatever, but they never actually think about a systemizing the business, which is important um, so that you can actually, if you wish to move out of the business, which should be everybody's target. You know, yeah. it, what do you like what you just said? It's not about um, whether you actually sell the business, but you can move out of the business and have somebody yeah. else manage it. And you still get the, the benefit from establishing the business. Yes the business but a lot of business don't even look at that they just think yeah. no i'll start a business and really when you look at that it's not a business it's a job yes right? exactly and, and, and i find that 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 is so true a lot of us that who are in the coaching space or even in the makeup other space we are this really kind person that we just want to help but unfortunately a lot of people are wanting their business as a charity not as a profitable funding wanting business a business is there to make money if you want to want a nonprofit, go and open a nonprofit, which is that's one of my target to open a nonprofit organization. But you have to understand when you have more, that's when you can give more. 
And money is not evil, like our parents or the society tell us, like all those movie about those witch Asian that who've been spending thousands on just a just a handbag. It's not about that. It's about that when you have enough resources, you can help a lot more people. Because our cup is full, we have extra to give, and that is a blessing. So when a lot of us that who've been told that money is evil, you're not allowed to actually show off how much you have and things like that. I'm not saying to take a photo of your Ferrari every single day because that will be showing off. But it's like that. Hey, I have enough. How can I help you? How can I help people who are less fortunate? And at the same time, run your business so they can continue to have that flow to run your charity. That's how I see a business mindset is. It's not about being rude or selfless or selfish, which is a lot of business owner things, especially in a smaller business. They're like, oh, if I'm not helping, I'm, I'm being selfish. I'm being egotistic. It's not about that. It's a business. So value your time, value your worth, so other people will respect and value you. Yeah, and and, and that's that's very important what you said about there, value your time. Like I, I've been speaking to a couple of, recent startups and you know one-man businesses from a, a digital marketing perspective and like what we do is we actually look at the end game like we don't just build a website and give a brochure site to somebody and then they go off on their way so we look at what the end game is they're looking for and we work backwards and then build a strategy into building the, the digital profile if you will mm-hmm. so so that's what we do when i'm talking to these people you go you'd just be better off, really you've got no game plan you've got no business plan in place you've got no expectation of what you're doing and you're charging 40 bucks an hour. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, go and get a job yeah. <laughs> or change your attitude because it's not, it's just not going to work. You know, yeah. like 40 bucks an hour is a job, you know, because mm. when you actually look at, if you were getting $40 an hour every hour and you were actually consistently getting that, it's still only, you know, wages basically. Yeah. Um, in the corporate space, you know, the people are getting $100, $150 an hour on contracts yeah. working for somebody else. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's, it, the money's not there. So it's really, um, and I'm hoping like people would, will start to think about listening to this podcast, start to think about where they are at that level and contact the mentor, contact it because you can't get out of that mindset, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and people talk about, oh, but if I put my price up, I won't get good clients. Well, actually the opposite happens. It is. Right. You get rid of the dead clothes. You get rid of the an excuse of French, but you get rid of the tickets, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and you start moving on to the prosperous clients that value your service yeah. and spend time with you. You know, so yeah. I, 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 from listening to you, I think you've probably got the same attitude to that. Definitely, because in the makeup world, we always have this thinking about, oh, if I add that ten dollar extra, they won't pay me. <laughs> And I understand that it is about your environment, the people that who are you with. Why people will, some people will only shop at Kmart and why some people will only shop at Kuji or, or Hermes. It's because the environment is different. And a lot of business owners, I would love to share this view as well. When they are startup business, they wanted to help our entrepreneur or executive in that space. Uh, even it could be something like a mindset coach for uh, executive and things like that. Unfortunately, they are not there yet. All they're thinking is, oh, this is something that I can help them because it will really benefit for them to want their business. The truth is, this is a very honest truth and I'm not being like, I'm sorry that it will probably offend some people, but the truth is, I owned a luxury store before for wedding gowns and the wedding gowns is selling at about $8,000 to $12,000 a dress. It is something that is quite high end. Middle high end is not too, like, like a $20,000 dress yet. 
But when you are in that market, the people who you come across are totally different. Your language is different. Your advertising, your copywriting, your marketing, everything is different compared to you're trying to target someone that who only working, uh, only shop at Kmart, for example. So it is that branding differences that you have to understand. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with that luxury area or the executive area or the, or, or the C-suite area that you're in and you try to target them, and to be very honest, they will just look back at you and ask that question, who are you? So don't try to put this hat, big hat on and pretending and faking it till you make it. I never agree with that sentence. It's about being the having the confidence to try instead of faking it till you make it. Because you can only fake it to a certain point, but you can always have the confidence to try and be honest about it and let people know where you're at so you can help those people who need your help. Because there's different level of businesses that you can help. Even like for me, in my second part of the business, I help new coaches to start out their business online. I'm not teaching people how to make 100K a year like what I do. No, that's not my area. I'm only helping the new bunch there. So they will be a space for you. Instead of targeting too high and you're not getting the result, getting demotivated and not getting client for your business, come back to earth. Come back to earth and then see what you are really good at. Because when you sell what you're really good at, that's when you're not selling. You're just projecting and allowing yourself to attract the people who want to come to you. But when you keep selling, that's when people will be get put off and it's like, oh, she's just selling her Ferrari in front of me now. And I don't want to buy a Ferrari. See that mindset. And that's the difference. So if there was one tip that I can share about this topic onto it is for people to understand where they are, what they're truly good at, and don't try to fake it till you make it. You can be confident to try it and be brave to experience it, but not fake it till you make it. What a great way to end the podcast. Mm -hmm. So I'd love that bit about you're not selling, you're projecting. That's uh, mm -hmm. like a, a great phrase. And it's, uh, I'll probably use it as a quote and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. give you the acclamation for it um, when I put it up as a meme, because I think it's <laughs> a it really good. It, and it's, it's really true. I mean, <clears throat> like, I don't believe I sell anything. Mm -hmm. I, I seriously don't. But obviously, I've got services that I offer to people. And we come together and, and, you know, and join forces or whatever it might be. Because my strategy is to take people on a journey. Yes. Right. And it's not just sell somebody, like sell somebody a handbag and move on, but it's sell somebody yeah. like, so it's a bit like, even though I'm in the digital space, there's a lot of coaching goes on from my perspective in that as well. Um, so we're, we're kind of in similar, <clears throat> similar niches, if you will. Um, so as as a final note, is there anything that you'd like to additional that you'd like to share with the listeners and then we'll find out how they can actually contact you? I would love for everyone to know that doesn't matter where you are, we only know where we what we know. So what we don't know, don't be afraid to ask. It is because of that fear that kept you in this current spot that you're stuck. You're hitting a petal, you are at a burnout stage and you're stressed. All you have to do is ask and people who want to support you will come to you. And just ignore those people who give you the back of comment. It's okay. It's just about a focus. So go and ask for support. And that's very, very important. It will be easy to find me online if you search on Google 
on under super confident coaching, I'm the first one who actually come up. So under my brand, super confident coaching, I look forward to have this chance to connect with you. Thank you, Mana. A great uh, interview. I love your energy, as I said earlier, and really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Well, now it's time for a word from our sponsor. And right now, that's me, Fred Gillen, your host of More Marketing Ideas Podcast. Yes, just like you, I'm in business and I'm here to help. If you would like to have a free, no obligation consultation with me to see how I can work with you and your business to help you attract more clients, pre-qualify them and build your business, then simply reach out to me on Facebook Messenger at m.me forward slash more marketing ideas so it's that easy just reach out let's get together and uh, see what we can do to help grow your business it's Greg Gillen at more marketing ideas podcast take care and have a great day